live. I'm joining you live from Philadelphia. Happy Friday! And uh, better? Yeah, Jacqueline's here. Okay. Happy Happy Friday! Yeah. Oh, much, 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 much better. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And I'm so, 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 so honored, infinite so, and for uh, to have Jacqueline on my show. I have been a huge fan of Jacqueline for quite a few years, and I just love what she does. And today we are going to discuss parenting through giving, and uh, and uh, Jacqueline did a very oh my god, amazing epic mic drop TEDx talk. So I watched the TEDx talk when we first connected, and to to be prepared for this interview, I watched her talk again. I was like, "Wow, it's like perfect content and perfect delivery." I highly recommend. I will share the link in the comment section. And he was talking about how to be happy through giving. And today we are going to share her journey of how she started this. Global movement, which also inspired me to do some giving. And Jacqueline is the founder of hashtag 365Give. Do one give a day, one day at a time, to create this global movement. And Jacqueline is also a keynote speaker, and as I mentioned earlier, a dynamic TEDx speaker.、Mm -hmm. I will enter the link、uh, in the comment section. In a second, highly recommend everyone check it out. And we are live on LinkedIn. Anyone join us on LinkedIn? And we are also live on Facebook, on Periscope, and on YouTube. And thank you for spending your Friday with us, everyone. And、uh, if you are here live with us right now, and let me know in the comment section where you are joining us from, social media wise and geographically speaking. We are all in for a trip because what I learned from Jacqueline from her TED talk is how powerful giving is to heal ourselves. You know, our our depression, our social anxieties, our stress. So as we are giving, we are also giving to others. We are also giving to ourselves. So that is kind of my biggest takeaway from that talk. And I can't wait to learn more from you how you get started on this journey. And I want everyone who is with us live right now, watching this or watching this on replay, to be inspired to learn. It is actually not that hard, even if you do this on a daily basis. So thank you so much for joining us live, and welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Well, thank you so much. You know, AI. You know how I feel about you. Your enthusiasm and passion, not only for life but for education, is so contagious.、Aww. And really, I just wanted a piece of that. So that's why I'm so happy to be here with you because it's infectious. And I love our conversations about disrupting education and how we need to look at it differently. And you know, a lot of that was really inspired、um, by what we do with 365 Give and how we knew we could make an impact, not just. On the world, but on children, and that was really how 365 Give started.、Um, was、wow. was how we can make an impact on children、um, and improve their lives and help them find their own happiness. As we all say, it's an inside job, and and that's a big part of education that's missing right now. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out. We have、uh, quite a few people with us right now: Cameron, Lisa. Anton and Donate and、uh, Make and thank you and、uh, other people on different social media platforms. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Yes,、so、yes. And, and remember, it's, it's a conversation. You, you know, we want to talk about education. It's a conversation that needs to be had、uh, amongst us all because you know we are parents and. We are educators or teachers in our own right, or you have a niece or a nephew, or you're a grandparent. You know, most of us have children that touch our life, but it's not even about children. This is about our own personal happiness、totally. and and how we can help grow that in ourselves, which then grows it around the world. Oh, totally. You know what you said just reminds me. So, like I, those of you who know this, I'm actually organizing、uh, entrepreneurship immersion in Singapore. So I had a trip to Singapore in July, and I connected with a LinkedIn friend, and he served in the army or navy for quite a few years, and he suffered from really really bad PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was really, really bad. He said when he came back from Iraq, he couldn't really function as a human yeah. being. But he shared with me, this is so powerful. I asked him eventually, how did you heal yourself? He told me through giving. He started to share his stories, to give however little he has left and started serving and giving to others. And miraculously, as he was serving others and he himself was being served. Yeah. It's so interesting that you just like mentioned that it's not for yeah. others. It's actually also for ourselves. So share with us what inspired you kind of mentioned a little bit absolutely i'll do i'll I do know that, yeah bit. you have been doing this for almost a decade yeah, i know you started with you three years old makes me feel old come on forever 21 so share with us how did you get started on this journey and what inspired you to to be doing this absolutely so you know uh, my parenting it's it's really it all started as a personal parenting project and you know the real background to it is that my children i have three beautiful little boys all very still very young in my eyes 12 7 and 8 uh and i they're actually all adopted and they're adopted locally here in vancouver through our ministry of children and family services and the really interesting thing about that process is, is it's kind of like going through a marriage course and you have to sit down and you got to go through hours and hours of interviews. They ask you every single question you could possibly think of on the planet. And one of the questions they asked was, you know, what are your expectations for your child? And mine were really simple. And I wanted to grow a compassionate, loving, kind child. And that really became my mission when I did adopt, which was very shortly after we were very blessed that, you know, I really need to put that at the forefront of what my expectations were as a parent, because I'm not that parent who expects my child to go to university. I want him to have choice. I want him to choose his own life path, but I know that I could at least put him towards um, being a good human being. So when he was three years old, I decided he was old enough that we could start this journey together. And really, I didn't want to have that child in preschool that, you know, took all the things from other kids and was the hitter and everything else. So I thought, well, before preschool starts, we're going to start our journey to kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. So on his literally third birthday, we sat down together and we decided we were going to do one thing to give back to the world every day. Now, obviously, from a three-year-old's perspective, this is a little bit of a big idea to comprehend. So I really sat down and I broke it into categories for him. So our giving could be to animals, it could be to the planet, or it could be to people. And we were going to do one nice thing um, for any one of these things every single day of the week. Well, I thought if I was going to make this commitment for 365 days, Aww. which was a lot of days um, along this journey, I was going to do, I wanted to do a journal, but I'm not like that journaling scrapbook kind of mom. So instead I decided to start a blog and then our family and friends could follow along as we went. Um, and, you know, as a, as a parent, it, you know, you need that focus as well. So this is a great little project for myself as much as it was for my son. And the really neat thing about it was is that people actually started following our blog. Um, they started engaging from all over the world and we would get stories how they were giving because they were inspired by Nick, which was the amazing part. And honestly, it was never the expectation when I started. Um, so this is why we called it 365 Give. I had to call, put a name to it for the blog. Uh, and, and it went from there. And it, you know, the story gets kind of really good because on day 365, when we're done our journey and, and we've got this really neat connection with people from all over the world, um, was the day my second son came home. Mm -hmm. So we uh, adopted my son, my second son, uh, and we have no control. You don't have control when your children come home, when you adopt at all. It's just they come when they come. Uh, and so that was the day that Tyler came home. Um, and very shortly later, uh, another one came home. So be careful how much you give. You never know what you get back in return. Oh. Uh, and then very shortly after that, when my third son was about a year and a half old, so I took a little mama break in there from 365 Give. And uh, a teacher friend came to me and asked me if she could bring the 365 Give concept, this concept of daily giving into her classroom. She thought it would really benefit her kids. And so in literally a few weeks, we turned... Uh, 365 give into what we now call the 365 give challenge. And we uh, brought it to her school, her principal, who is now the chair of my board of directors uh, for our organization, uh, embraced it. She loved how it integrated their daily giving or sorry, their curriculum 
uh, with daily giving activities and how it empowered the children. And the big part was, is and, and a lot of people will hear this from different parts of the world, the importance of teaching children, and they call it not happiness, but they call it social emotional learning. So it's helping children understand how their actions create feelings in their life. And that could be good or bad actions, but the really great thing about giving is when you give, that action creates a happy feeling. And, you know, we were just amazed how the kids gave back. Like, we didn't even need to give them direction. They got to come together. They got to collaborate. We use this word on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, they got to collaborate together and choose how they were going to give back to the world every day, five days a week. So for one school week. And we rotated this throughout the classroom. We piloted it for uh, for a few months. We kind of refined our program and then we went out to the world and started seeing who we could get on board. And in our first few years, we thought we were like so successful. We had over 25 schools participate with us. We had about 8,000 kids and we thought this was such a success and our big goal always being, how can we bring this out to the world? And the opportunity literally knocked on my door um with another great set of circumstances which i love people call it fate but i call it just you know your path that you have to follow and i was asked to do a tedx talk around what we were doing with 365 give and so the tedx talk history. came to you came to oh, you it, the tedx talk literally came to me so i was asked to do it i was working with a coach um or actually a, a coach had been gifted to me because I was doing another talk and I was, I had been asked to do a talk for of all people. And just so you know, I, I'm not a researcher, I'm not some scientist, but I had been asked to do a talk around giving and our project for the Canadian Advanced Institute of Scientific Research. And it was kind of bookending two of the scientific leaders in our world that study the science of giving. There's been decades and decades of studies that go on on this. Wow. And so I was kind of the on the ground worker that, that could talk to people about how giving um, really, um, affects children, how it inspires children to be givers, not only when they're younger, but that seed is kind of planted and, and takes them forward in their life. Um, and that particular opportunity, I was asked to do my TEDx after that, which uh, shocks us every day. Uh, we will, I, I, you know, I wish I could tell you there's some magic wand to getting your TEDx talk viewed. It takes work and it takes commitment, but at the end of the day, you know, you you can't even I can't explain to you why we have the amount of views that we do. So, uh, <laughs> magic. <laughs> Maybe that's amazing. I, I, I have so many questions. And that particular tech talk has been viewed 3.9 million. OK, million times. Everyone Insane. Like, I think yeah. should definitely check it out. Check it out. I mean, like I watch it a few times. Every time when I watch it, I just feel like being inspired and getting this like inspiration from you to start my own movement. So I, it is so interesting you, you share the science of giving. I wonder if you can share with us because when you think about it, when you are giving, actually you are spending your time, spending your energy, maybe even financial resources, you share what you have with others. So draw the dots, connect the dots fast. You know, how can giving seems like we're taking away something away from us yes, to exactly. others. How yeah. can that give us so much more back? So explain the science to us. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the way that I've remembered this um, and, and moving forward is I like to call hap giving happiness in action. It's your do daily dose of happiness. And dose is literally an acronym um, that we've created that stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins. So when you give, you actually have a set of neurotransmitters. These are it's a chemical reaction that happens in your brain and your body when you give. So this literally happens in our brain and the neurotransmitters in the different parts of our brain kick in. And your first one is dopamine. And dopamine, and for those of you that potentially do recreational drugs or if you really love chocolate, <laughs> or um, sex, you know, any one of those, it's that same feeling you get. That's dopamine. That's like your natural high. And that's a feeling you get from a high um, that you would get from outside or from other areas in your life. Your next one is oxytocin. And oxytocin, that's your love hormone. You know, that's the feeling that we call the helper's high as well. And it's the feeling of love that's created in your body. So that first kiss, that's oxytocin. Um, you know, when you catch that person across the room that you've just fallen in love with, that's oxytocin. And then your next one is serotonin. Um, 
And, you know, serotonin is, is really the part of your body um, uh, that kicks in that, that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the part that motivates us, the part that moves us forward in our life. And then our endorphins, if anybody's a runner out there, right? That's mm-hmm. your endorphins. Um, they kick in, uh, they get you going, they get you moving. It's like an adrenaline boost. So all of this happens in your body in two neat ways, either when you give, and this is no matter how small it is, you don't have to be a philanthropist. You don't have to give billions of dollars away. This can happen when you're just doing small acts of giving, and this includes compassion, this includes kindness, um, empathy, all of these small things. This could be going and giving your neighbor fresh baked cookies that you made. This could be going and volunteering at a soup kitchen, but this could also be picking up garbage to help our planet or feeding a stray animal that doesn't have a home. So these are very small, easy things that when I, and I always say this, it's so simple, a three-year-old can do it. And literally a three-year-old did do it. Um, So all of these chemical reactions that make us feel good happen in your body when you give. And it could even be a note of gratitude, um, sending one to a friend, waking up in the morning and and sending a quick text to say how grateful you are for somebody. So this this is the chemical reaction that goes on in our body. The neat thing about it is it it goes towards your well-being as well. So as all of this is happening, your your daily dose factor is happening at the same time, your stress, the cortisol in your body automatically starts balancing out and it goes down. So if you want some stress relief, you've got too much going on in your life. We know what stress does to our body. The reality is, is stress is making us all sick. And that's just the way it is any way around it. And people think, well, I can go out and exercise. I can meditate. I can do yoga. You can do all of those things. But if you can add a small daily giving routine into your life as well, and you call it out, you know, a lot of us are very generous. We, whether it's on social media, you're making positive comments, you're interacting with people, you're posting positivity um, with your messages and your notes, you may be doing it, but call it out. And you can call it 365 give, you can call it random acts of kindness, you can call it whatever it is. I have a friend who does his three racks every day, which are his three random acts of kindness. You can do it in any way you want, but make it a conscious effort so that you're calling it out. So, you know, we we call it a daily habit, just like brushing your teeth. You know, you've got to consciously go brush your teeth every day. So consciously go give every day. So if you have other routines, your meditation, your yoga, your exercise, you have to really make that conscious effort to do it. And we say, just make that conscious effort and call it out in our house. Even if my kids are sharing together or one brother does something for another else, we call it out and say, you just did your 365 give today. And it plants that seed, that daily habit in your head because daily habits take time to form. And obviously after 365 days of giving, I, I got the habit. I do it every day. It's just part of who I am now. Um, but it actually takes, and people don't realize, up to 66 days to form a wow. habit. Yeah, most people think it's 21 days. That's the marketing and media that tells us it's 21 days. For some people, it is 21 days. But for the average and what's been done in research, the average person actually takes 66 days to s- sustain and create a habit in their life. Wow. So I am doing right now, and, and if you follow me at all on LinkedIn, I'm doing a 66 days, no excuses showing up my own personable personal routine right now because we all fall out of our routines and our lanes and we start to kind of go down that stress route you know we all have those excuses not to show up and i don't mean show up on social media but so show up in our lives and be who we are meant to be and i know this is my journey 365 give it's who i am um both in my personal life it's who i am uh in my professional life you know so we have to stop making those excuses and commit to these habits. So I know it's going to take me absolutely for sure 66 days until I stop making excuses in my life. So you just have to do the same thing with giving that you have to make it a daily habit and call it out for yourself. Wow, I love this. Like so many uh, like great tips and so much useful information. I literally didn't know it took such a long time, almost two months to develop a habit, which is really, really interesting. So what I like when you feel like you were about to give up, I'm sure, as I mentioned, you know, you have oh, been doing this for so many, so many years. And how how did you get yourself keep going, especially for the young children? Yeah, like, you, you know, that habit is developed. 
Yeah. You know, I think I I quit so many, almost so many times, even that Ted talk, I literally woke up one morning after being in a ball of tears from the stress and anxiety of creating a Ted talk. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was a very challenging personal uh, experience for me, but sometimes those, the hardest ones are the ones you grow the most, which is truly the case in this. And literally I thought I can't, quit doing this because first of all, it's who I am. I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I can't quit because of my kids. And I can't quit because of all the kids that already believe in what we do. And, you know, the messages that we get on a daily basis and whether it's comments on the TED talk, whether it's the social media that I personally do or through 365 give, or we see somebody, you know, we have so many people on Instagram right now that are doing giving every day for 365 days and they're, they're sharing it on Instagram. And it's like, how can I give up when people believe in what we do? And so on the days that, and listen, I do this, I I don't get paid for what I do. This is volunteer for me. So, you know, when people ask me how I give, I'm like, I I give every day. (laughs) I do this in as much time as I possibly have between my family and other things that I do. Um, But I realize that even if I never make a dime for it, it is my greatest success for me in my life because I know that I'm always on the right path. And if I die tomorrow, I know I did my damnedest to make this world a better place. And, you know, we're in a place in our world right now, we all got to participate. Like we can't let the leaders just lead us because the reality is we're not going to have a planet. You know, we're not going to ever be in peace. We're not ever going to move forward in a positive way in our life. So, you know, if we all can take that step and I can inspire a new generation like you are to do things differently and to plant that seed, you know, the seed of giving was planted by my dad and I didn't even know it, you know, until later in life. And so every time we plant that seed in a child, um, through our education programs or through our family program or through our youth leadership program and all the different programs that we have, I know that I've planted a seed that will continue beyond my lifetime here. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I think, what really motivates me. And on the days I really don't feel like doing it, I really do walk away for a day or two. And then it just pulls me back in. Yeah, it really shows, first of all, the power of community. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, also, I love how you mentioned, you know, don't, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have excuse. The best time to do it is now or never, right? Yeah. So I can share with you my internal struggle. So I'm right now, you know, my story is I resigned from my college professor position. Mm-hmm. I'm now building my own school because I see so many problems in our educational system. As you mentioned, you know, this element of social emotional well-being. But anyway, so I launched this entrepreneurship immersion program in Singapore, and I always wanted to do a scholarship giveaway. I always wanted to do, but I always also at the same time felt like, you know, financially, I'm not wealthy. I'm not there yet. So maybe I should wait for a few years until I get to that. I don't even know that level. I don't even know which level, but it's like a level here. I felt like until I reach that level, maybe I should be ready to give. You know what? The other day just occurred to me that level may never come. And the best time for me to give is right now, now or never. So I launched this really crazy scholarship giveaway, basically invite a person to join this uh, immersion program for free. And I will also up to $500 airfare because I really want to make a difference in someone's life. And it, it is such a great feeling. I love how you mentioned it's such a great feeling. But remember this as well, is that you say, I want to make a difference in one person's life. That one life is going to touch potentially 100,000, or it could be the person that touches, you know, whether it's a Gary Vee or Jay Shetty or the next Bill Gates, that person could touch hundreds of millions of people. You never know who that person is going to touch in their lifetime. And when we do that for people and we touch one person, and I can tell you for sure, you never know how far it's going to ripple to. I had on LinkedIn, which is the perfect example of this right now, um, not not very long ago, literally just a few weeks ago, somebody reached out to me and sent me a direct DM. I was not connected with them just to say, I watched your TEDx talk a year, a year ago, and I just finished my 365 days of giving. I had no idea she was doing it. She was a university student. She said, it has changed my life. It's the cha- It has changed everything about my life. And then we hopped on a call and we had a a chat about it. And it's those people who you don't even know who you're touching. 
you know, and not because you do a TEDx talk, but because of these conversations or the people you connect with or the messages you give out on your social media or by one act of giving through the work that you're doing and all of the students we know you're going to touch as your program flies through this planet. We know that's going to happen. Oh. And, and all of those ripple and ripple and ripple. They've literally proved again by science and I'm not a researcher, but I do a lot of research around this, that for every time you give, it goes literally out six degrees of separation. And that could be somebody just watching you give. So if you're picking up garbage as you're out on your morning walk or morning run, even the people that are watching you, it's affecting them and it will cause a ripple through them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I like I love how you talk about like how you talk about like gratitude. Just reminds me of like I don't know if you have ever heard of the rice experiment. So pretty much you have like three jars of rice, like cooked rice. So one jar is like like neutral. You don't do anything, just a jar of rice. You put it in the center. Another jar, every day you send like, I love you rice, like positive emotions. Like I really appreciate you. And another jar, which is a perfect activity to do with our children. Oh my to really God. show them the power of emotion. So another jar is like, you know, every time when you are mad at something, ah, I hate you brother. And when they're fighting, have all those like negative emotions. They don't oppress it, let it out to that jar of rice and let children observe over a period of time. It is amazing how the three jars of rice all transform very, very, very differently. Well, I don't know. And the same thing has happened with water. They've done those experiments with, with, with water. And so, and not everybody knows this, but they can now, and science has now advanced so far that they can actually do this with cells and they do it with water where, where water has energy in it and they can actually see the transform the transforming of the water crystals as they're given both positive and negative emotions directly put onto them and it and it's amazing and and that's really you know as much as i i tell the, the science of of giving really that's it you know when you are putting your energy out into the world from your heart it's putting positive energy out into our world. And we are, we're all connected. We share an atmosphere, you know, we share a planet and, and that energy does go out to the world. And I'm trying to be hokey pokey. Science proves this, you know? And so that energy that we put out from our heart center, not our head, um, that's the energy that starts to shift the paradigm. And you and I were talking Amen. about shifting this paradigm, Amen. you know? Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. And I saw one person was talking about emotional you know, emotional intelligence. I also love how you were talking about heart. And I made this video, quite a few videos related to, to the heart. I think one missing link in our education is the heart. Like oh. students, they come to school to learn and maybe also use their hands, their brain, but the heart part is so missing. So why do things are the case? Like, like, what do you think? Why? You know, like I, at the same time, I want to share this, as I was promoting our show, I actually did some research to identify the social emotional well-being, the state of social emotional well-being in our young children. As you can see from the first three statements, those numbers, I was like, oh my God. Right? Amazing. Like, especially the second one, one in every five youth, yeah. young adults, have some sort of mental illness. And I personally know, dear friends, who lost their children because of yep. mental, like young age, you know, 13, like 20, young age, mm -hmm. they haven't really experienced life yet. But at the same time, our school, they don't really talk about this social, yeah. emotional well-being. So explain some of those missing links to us. Jackie. Yeah, you bet. You know, I was having, the, the interesting thing was I literally was having this conversation with a parent group at my own children's school yesterday. Um, you know, and I'm not a stranger to kids without, um, you know, I don't have a perfect family either. You know, my kids are adopted. They were born into, born literally out of stress into a stressful place in their life. Um, the reality is, is that they've been through an amazing amount of trauma already in their lives, even as young children that, that they, they are going to carry with you, you know, even as a stressed parent, at a cellular level, if you are really stressed before your child is born, that's carrying right through to them you know, at a cellular level uh, into their bodies as you're giving birth, you know, to them. Uh, and again, proven by science. So, you know, I deal with this stress and anxiety in my own family with my own children. 
as they grow and they learn about themselves. And we had this open conversation at school yesterday, which I brought up with a parent group because we're not addressing it at our school um, by any means. You know, we talk about social emotional learning um, and they talk about emotions in school. They talk about resilience. They talk about um, a lot of those. We come from an educational system here in Vancouver, BC, where our curriculum has changed and social emotional learning is a big part of it. Um, but, you know, we're not having, nor are we including the kids in the conversation. The parents are talking about it. The teachers are talking about it. But, you know, we're not actually helping our kids um, get into these conversations in regards to sitting down, being open with each other and it being OK to talk about stress and anxiety in any way. And also talk about sorry for my background noise. Um, and also talking about um, how to, how they can deal with it together, how they can support each other through it, how we can create systems in our schools. So for the kids that don't have friends at recess, you know, what are we doing for those kids? As simple as on the playground, are we are we creating community places for them to go and hang out? Are we creating leadership groups from the grade sevens down through to the younger kids where there's always a safe place to go? We're seeing it a little bit more in high school, but again, that connection isn't being made that there are so many kids, you know, we don't even have an open door policy for our kids to walk in and see our school therapist because it all has to be approved and signatured and the parents and blah, blah, blah. You know, so there's nowhere a safe place for kids that are just suffering inside. So they're not showing it outside. They're not the kids that are acting up in school, but they're the quiet ones. They're the ones that are sitting in the back of the room. They really can't stand school because maybe they're struggling, but they're not struggling enough that their grades are so bad that they're getting red flagged. Um, and, and they're sitting internally suffering, but those conversations aren't have, being had, or there's not tools in place, for example, like our 365 Give Challenge, where they almost get a respite break from it. They know that they have something to look forward to, and whether that's a project or a program that they really love, um, that uh, they can go out and they can um, get their hands wet in another way. So they're not just practicing or doing their math drills. They're actually going out and and activating their heart centers. They're activating that daily dose of happiness. And that can be through mindful training, that can be through um, giving, that can be through uh, physical literacy and activities for them. But it's helping kids understand what we're talking about today, and that's the brain-body connection. So how can they live their life from their heart and activate it, and then activating their brains at the same time to really make sure that they're getting their do daily dose of happiness every day? Oh, he's such a great point. Most adults don't know this. You know, they just think kids are, let, let's put them on some drugs. They've got ADHD. You know, the pharmaceuticals are making gobs of money for it. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that of my own children that they need to be drugged. And I'm like, I'm having nothing to do with it. It's so fascinating that you brought this up because I actually grew up in China and I came to the U.S. in my early 20s. And after I came to the United States, one thing I noticed was how many pills, like how much medication people in the U.S. They were taking. I was like, oh, my God, like for even small issues for us, we use certain, you know, acupuncture, we use certain type of food, we sleep, we relax. Like medication is our last resort of help. We don't yeah. just go like, but I saw people, you are, I think it's this, there is like a political almost agenda behind this, like overly medicated the entire population. And like when you look at our own children, yeah. I, I well, we have at our children's hospital here in BC, we actually now have a clinic to help um, people who take all of these meds for anxiety, stress, ADHD, we have a clinic to help with all the side effects that they're getting for all the meds that they're on because it's such a difficult balance to find the right combination of meds, you know, but if we actually put into place in our schools with children, so they understood this before they came, became adults and we taught them mindful training. Listen, it's five minutes, you know, for five minutes at the beginning of every day and maybe coming in for lunch, they spend five minutes of just quiet time, calming their bodies down, calming their brains down and teaching them that skill because that lowers their stress right away. You know, you have once a day, you know, your kids are actively doing something small to give. It could be a gratitude journal. It's at the same time integrating 
English language arts, it's integrating their writing skills, it's teaching them to read and write. You know, your stories are around that at school for the younger children. But these are ways that we can integrate this into our educational system. And everybody needs to be taught this. You know, our educators need to be taught this, parents need to be taught this. Um, you know, I call it literally bringing happiness to the table. And this can be a table as in your family table, it can be table in, as in your boardroom table, and it can be around the school tables with the children at school. But our world's going to keep suffering and they are calling it the world's next epidemic because stress makes people so sick. And that's what's now being identified. Um, go take a look at, and if you're not familiar with it, the World Happiness Report. It comes out every single year. And one of the things that they've identified, especially in children, is that if you want a successful child, you got to help them have a happy childhood. And the most successful people are children that have a happy childhood. So instead of ingraining and putting stress on them and the programs and plummeting them with education, thinking they're going to go off and be successful business people or doctors or lawyers, if you help grow a happy child, they will have a much greater potential of success in their adulthood in whatever way that is and not being measured by the amount of dollars they make or the size of their house, but actually having a happy life. And at the end of the day, my 12 year old literally asked me this two weeks ago, you know, mom, why are we here? What's the purpose and the meaning? You know, and we all say this, it's to have a happy, happy life. It's to have a meaningful life. It's not based on the size of our house or what car we drive or what pair of shoes you wear. It's really have a meaningful, happy life. That's our experience in here and, and getting through the ebbs and flows of life. Not every day is going to be happy, promise, you know, but a lot of days can be. And we can find those moments of joy. And when we can teach that to our children to hold on to that. I mean, kids are so happy jumping in a puddle and we forget that as adults, how fun it is just to jump in a puddle of water with no cares in the world. So and then they lose that as they get older. So true. And I, I was thinking, I actually had this conversation with my husband because now, yes. You know, after I resigned from my job, now I'm building my own company. It's such a, it is very rewarding, but at the same time, very challenging. Very. I was saying, sharing with my husband without my understanding of meditation, meditation, not medication, meditation and my ability to self-regulate my emotions. I think it's going to be a miserable journey. I think not just for children, but also for all of us, because the stress is not going to go away, but how we can like, learn to self-regulate and stay in touch with the divine within each of us right so most people our soul is asleep right and then uh, even when our soul is trying to wake us up we give them like you know some medication or buy something we only deal with the symptom but we never go to the root of the problem it's and the band-aid right i say exactly. that i say it to my own doctor it's like this is the band-aid this isn't you know i want to know what's actually happening i don't want to I want to know what's happening with my children's bodies. I don't want just a Band-Aid put on it, you know, and that's that's the challenge is that every time you put a Band-Aid and a Band-Aid and a Band-Aid, Band-Aids are great for scrapes, but Band-Aids do not solve emotional problems. It's just masking them. And I'm not, listen, and I'm not saying, and, and I get this a lot, I get these comments a lot in my TED Talk and people say, oh, you know, giving is not going to get rid of my deep depression that I've been suffering for for my entire life. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying that giving is the end all. I'm not saying that people don't suffer from deep levels of neurodevelopmental disorders. I get that one better than anyone knows. But I think that there's ways of dealing with them a little bit differently than just medication or sitting having talk therapy. You know, it's it's another one. It's like we have to literally ignite this part of ourselves and dig a little deeper on how we can use these amazing bodies that we've been given. I mean, think about it. We've actually been born to ignite this daily dose of happiness into our bodies. We've been built this like automatic system kicks in, in our body to get this. And so that's the part that amazes me most is that are we actually using our natural regulatory systems that we were born with to self-medicate? Oh my God, that, that is amazing. Like so yeah. many doses of wisdom from you, Jacqueline. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to having your own happiness journey. When you actually dig into this information and you go through the journey, you know, this is, this is my own personal journey that goes along with this and experience and, and learning every day, you know, if we actually taught our kids some of this information in a way that they could understand it, 
you know, they would be looking at life through a different lens. We talk about this all the time on social media, look at life through a different lens. And this is where we need to flip it all around for, for adults. We need to flip it around for children is how can we look at this all differently? Oh, so, oh my God, I love this. Everyone, if you are watching this right now, this is amazing. You should definitely tag a friend to watch this. Like, uh, Jacqueline welcome. is sharing so much wisdom with us. I actually, I already feel happier now. I was pretty stressed earlier. So, I feel <laughs> you're like, never stressed. You're like, you're like, <laughs> come on, I do. I was I saying, do. You're contagious, your energy. It's amazing. So as you mentioned, I actually didn't know about this day of happiness report. Yep. So I actually did some research. It is very interesting. And uh, like, of course, we know Finland, you know, some of the top here. Let's see uh, United States. Oh, yeah. United Check out the United States. That keeps dropping every year. Oh, my God. United Kingdom. We have someone joining us from the UK. So uh, 15. Oh, my God. Almost like 20. Wow. This is crazy. I definitely don't see like country like Southeast Asia because children there, they are very, very stressed. And yeah. it's very interesting, as you can see, kind of this blue color explained by generosity, which is interesting, which we kind of what we are talking about right now. And uh, you, this conversation also reminds me of, a, I think it's a TED talk I, I watched last year talking about how happiness can be used as a productivity tool for employees, for leaders at different companies. Oh, no, we, we talk about, I literally, literally do. It's it's called the ROI of happiness, which I do a keynote oh, talk yes, business yes. about. And it's about the, the effects or the return on investment when you invest in the happiness of your people. Because when you, and it's actually a really neat, I, if I could flip up the slide and I was technically um, uh, as good as you are, um, I would flip up the slide. But I, I just did an article actually on LinkedIn and it's called the ROI of happiness. And the very first um, part of the article, um, there's a slide and it compares what happens when you elevate the happiness of your people and at the same time, you have what's called a corporate social responsibility program. And the numbers are astonishing how much the rate of return on investment for businesses when you invest in the happiness and you do a combination of corporate social responsibility programs or a giving program at work, which is inclusive of your employees, which allows them to choose how they want to give back. Um, it's amazing uh, how much, and it's up to like 23% that you can increase your bottom line by investing in the happiness of your wow. people and getting them to be part of a team that is moving forward. You know, I always, I say this to companies a lot. I said, have you ever thought that if you empower your employees to be part of your giving program through your company, they would be out there on social media being the proudest group of people to work for your company. It's free marketing built in because they're going out and saying, my company X, Y, and Z, this is what we did. We volunteered for half a day. We raised X amount of money. We did a food drive, you know, whatever that was through your company and what your company chooses as a group, they're out there sharing that with not only your customers, they're sharing it with friends, they're sharing it with family, they're sharing it on social because they're so proud of being part of a company that's making a difference. And they've literally been able to see with millenniums that millenniums will take less pay and go to a company that's doing social good because they want to be aligned with that vision of contributing back to the world. You know, you hold more employees that way. Here's the real kicker for all of you out there that are paying huge premiums in healthcare through your companies because of the benefits of giving um, to the well-being, your, your personal well-being, and that's your personal health, that those costs will actually drop for you. You will have less sick days from your employees. You'll have less employee turnover. And we know the cost of employee turnover um, and bringing somebody new into your company. You'll have less stress days, less people leaving, less people getting sick, getting cancer, getting the flu because their cortisol levels are going down. And that's the big kicker is that it can actually save companies so much money, but it's, it, you know, you got to beat the drum a lot of times before they understand the benefit to their companies, to increasing their employee happiness um, and engaging them in a social good responsibility program at work. Oh, wow. I, I just love this. I know many of you guys watching this right now are kind of non-traditional parents like myself. We have 
like uh, almost 30 people watching us right now. And uh, yes, like you are just dropping so much value. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was another like a documentary I watched. So this particular company every year during Valentine's Day, the leaders in the company, they give away so much love and employees, they give each other like gift and really express their gratitude. And very interestingly, when they look at their annual report, every year during that Valentine's Day period, they have the highest number of sales. Like it is just so amazing whenever I sit in that happy giving mode and moment. It's that love energy, right? As soon as you're like, it's happening in your company, it's amazing because then that is literally, it's coming out from your employees. They're giving that to your customers. You know, they're sharing that love all the way through all of the work that they do. And they're actually more productive because they're energized, right? It's like talking to you. You just like literally get energy talking to you and employees, when you engage them together and you help make them those choices, uh, in their business and how you want to direct what you're all going to be, do that's good for the world. It literally will energize them at work, um, engage them more in the business and the vision. I had a great, I actually did my first LinkedIn live um, was uh, with two amazing men um, uh, and uh, actually three amazing men and myself. <laughs> and um, one of the gentlemen has a company and it he does meetings for good. And so he has started a social good company. And what they do is if you want to meet, let's say, a particular CEO, they have people in their company that are very well connected all over the world with people. And for a $500 donation, they will get you this meeting with the person that you want. So every meeting that they set up does literally social good with every business meeting that they set up for you, which is such a, you know, think of all the times you want that meeting, you try and get that meeting, you, whatever it is, you take them out for a $500 lunch. Well, instead you can get the meeting with the CEO and you can actually just give $500, which will go to charity. And I love this. And so this was Carl on LinkedIn. And, and he said, you know, what if everybody's homepage was their CSR program, what they did for social good to give back to the world, what would that say about your company and what your brand meant to your customers and the value that you were giving back to the world? You know, and I don't care if it's something as simple as, you know, McDonald's starts telling everybody that they are now all of their wrapping that they do is good, you know, biodegradable and they're using paper straws and, you know, they're thinking about our health and well-being. Why isn't that on the homepage of everybody's business? is what are they doing to give back? Because from a marketing perspective, that's your best foot forward, right? That's the best way that you can make, um, you know, a, a, a way of engaging your, um, your customers in a different way when they're going, hey, this company really is good. It's at the forefront. You know, what's important to our, to our world and what's good for our world is at the forefront of what they do rather than just selling me another burger that looks really good on TV. But when I actually get it, it looks nothing like it. <laughs> I love this. Like so many, I, you know, I, later I'm going to update my website to put my scholarship. Absolutely. You should, that should be right at the forefront of what you're oh, doing. You know, oh, people should yeah. know that about you and how much you care and how much you truly care about what you're doing. Yeah. I, it reminds me of this conversation. reminds me, I love Mark Schaefer. He's a big name in social media, digital marketing. I happen to read this blog article, just talking about giving, right? <laughs> bank of you know gifting giving goodwill however you can give whatever you can give to serve others i so, love that title look at that as part of your online marketing strategy yeah like, it's you know people don't even think about it that way like imagine if you actually if you started or if you have a csr program at your company or at your school for that matter or in your family for that matter and that's the news we were all reading um, you know, we were, I was talking in an article that I just wrote this week, um, about how to stay on your path. And I, one of the points that I said of, of staying on your path was what are your personal algorithms? And when I talk about personal algorithms, what's showing up on your feet. So when you pop into your Instagram or your Facebook or your YouTube, what's coming up in your feed or what's coming up in your LinkedIn feed, 
Who's showing up? What messages are they giving? Who are you connected to and who are you surrounded to that's actually creating your algorithm of what you're reading, what you're seeing, what you're surrounding yourself with? I know, for example, you should trademark because I love this. Oh yeah, no. So, I mean, that's really what you can do with as much as people don't like AI technology. This is what I love is because I know I can go into my YouTube at any given time. I can wake up in the morning and go, okay, I want to learn something new today, or I want to do a new meditation, or I need a motivational, whatever. I can go into my YouTube. My whole YouTube feed is positivity, everything. There's not one piece of negativity in there. Or it's the conversations people have on social media going, oh, well, this isn't what this is for. And why can't we do this? And why are people so negative? Well, why is your feed showing you negativity? That's the part that amazes me. I don't have any problems on social media because of what I put out and because I don't engage with people that are putting negativity out. So that's my algorithm, not only out in the world of social media, but it's the algorithms that we're putting out in life. Take a look at who's surrounding yourself in your world. You know, who are your friends? Who are your closest people? You know, what's happening in your work situation? Are you in a job where it's just negativity, negativity, negativity? Get out. You know, it's that simple. Just get out, go find yourself a new job. I'm saying quit your job today. Go find yourself a new job while you got a job and start surrounding yourself with the people that are going to give your life that positive algorithm. Oh my God, I love this so much. And I found this article, Jacqueline, and I'm going to share this article. This so that's right there. Yeah. So there's the numbers right there for the ROI of happiness for your business. I mean, the numbers are literally staggering. And again, this is, this isn't me making these numbers up. This is based on research that has been done. This is, you know, the numbers are just staggering. Yeah, especially I think in today, we're talking about this experience economy, right? Otherwise, we're not just purchasing a product or service, but we're purchasing an experience. An yeah. important part yeah. of a positive experience is how happy you are. Yeah. So this makes 100% sense to me, totally, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to share the link in the comment section. And we are actually almost an hour mm -hmm. and um, we are, this is amazing. I know we could just talk about this. I know we knew we were going to be able to, we knew we would be able to, you know, just have coffee every single Friday morning, <laughs> continue this conversation. Absolutely. So I, I, I know many of uh, our Brandon just so many are with us, people with us right now. Thank you for joining us live. Oh, thank you everybody for joining us. You know, I, unfortunately I can't see the feed, but I, you know, I feel so blessed for the support that I have, especially on LinkedIn and my friends and everybody that comes out. But you know, these conversations are so important into um, bringing them into your own family and your own schools and your work, have these conversations because they're the ones that and I literally say, it's the way we can change the world one day at a time is every conversation that's had. And every time this ripples, it, it will create a shift in the world. We don't have to be, you know, or be who our leaders are in this world. We can create that world. We've seen it through the children that are standing up all over the world and using their voice and standing together and make a difference. And we can do it. Oh, absolutely. I just happened to see this amazing question from Brendan. Thank you for joining us. So he's asking, there are so many, cause we we're just talking about the ROI of like giving. And there are so many companies that they are giving back actually, but some of them use it as their yes. marketing like tactic, you know? They yeah, but you know what? It's not a marketing, it, you know, people say it's a marketing tactic. But, and, and listen, I've seen lots of really amazing things out there, but you know what? If they're actually, and I'll use one as an example, and it's WestJet. So if you ever go and look at any WestJet videos, they did a whole series on, on um, what they did is uh, over Christmas, I think it was one year, and they actually flew people who couldn't get home and they flew them home to their families and they caught it on video. Well, why not? You know what? It put me to tears. I was so happy for these people. It was amazing to share those stories because what would we rather be doing? Watching CNN or Fox News for all of the crap that they put out. So why wouldn't companies put out the feel good stories that make you feel good about their brand? And why wouldn't you share the stories of how you're putting children for Children's Wish Foundation, how you're putting them on an airplane and giving them their greatest wish of going to Disneyland? Why wouldn't we share these stories? So you may call it a marketing tactic, but to me, it's, you know what, if it's going to help companies do more good in our world, put it out there, use it as a marketing tactic, because I'd rather you do that than sell me a burger that doesn't even look like a real burger, 
you know, and, and doing it another way. Let, let's use it as, let's use social good as a marketing tactic. What is wrong with that? Like, really? I love points much. And uh, I think on top of that, if um, for people like you, you are really giving out of your heart, I'm sure there are also companies who are doing that. So I hope that giving out of your authentic hearts can start another like ripple effect to inspire those companies who are doing this kind of a, as a marketing tactic, but eventually start to see the benefit of how this is changing them and eventually giving from their hearts. And, and it inspires other companies, right? You know, I was at Cineplex of all things last night with my kids. And one of the things that I noticed, and a lot of things that aren't great about Cineplex with all of the junk that, you know, they have, but they're now using biodegradable straws. And you know what? I noticed it as soon as I went to get a straw. It's like, okay, they've made a shift. They've made a little shift. So why wouldn't you tell the world that? Because it might encourage 10 other companies to go and do the same. And then it starts to get rid of our straw problem in the world or our plastic problem in the world. Or when I see any other companies that have switched to um, using biodegradable paper containers instead of styrofoam, why wouldn't you share those stories with the world? Because it may just inspire somebody else to do the same. Oh, I love this. This is amazing. For those of you like myself or uh, everyone in the live audience, we feel so, so, so inspired. And maybe you can share with us what are some things that we can get started so it doesn't feel so daunting, right? Like every single day and the I know, I know. Like, steps that we can start taking right now, especially with the children. Yeah. And yeah. So I always say, just take a look around your world and your life, because we all live in different places in the world. And for me, it's really easy. I can walk, you know, I have to walk my dog every day. So when I am out walking my dog every day, I bring an extra bag. I pick up garbage as I go. You know, that's part of my routine. It's something that I already do. So I know it's a way I can just kind of incorporate it into my world already. You know, we also have on our website, for example, you can download. We have a, a 10 day giving list so you can sit and just for even 10 days, just plan things that are maybe it's when you're walking to work in the morning, you could buy a homeless person a coffee or maybe you pack an extra lunch. You know, if you're making your lunch for work, pack one more. Give it as you go. Um, you know, do the simple things, buy a coffee for the next person in line every day when you go to your favorite coffee house. So find those things in your world and in your life. You know, the next time when you're driving along and you want to give that person who cut you off the big horn and the big finger, don't do it. Call it out. Just say, I'm not today. I'm not putting that out there today. I'm going to let them in, you know, so keep it that simple and that small because you'll find that just when you call it out that way and you find it in whatever way that it works for you, bring in your neighbor's garbage cans, you know, keep it that simple because then you'll find the big gives like you have done with your program. They're going to seem like second nature and you would never even think about it any other way or doing it any other way. And whether that's an employee program or it's taking it to school, it's the same thing. Keep it really small to start. Um, and whether you plan it or whether you really consciously every morning go today, I'm going to take a look around my world and see what I can do. And I guarantee you, it will also show up. What we think about shows up. So when you think about it, the opportunities to give will just show up. Uh, amazing. I'm just like, um, this is uh, Jacqueline's website, everyone. You should definitely check it out. There are so many amazing ideas. I'm sure each of them is a beautiful story. Yeah. I can't wait to check them out, you know. Well, these are our members. So these are, when you become a member on our website, we have a whole badging system where you can go in and you can actually record all your daily gifts. So these are actually our members all over the world who go in and they actually record their daily gift. They use it as their own tracking system. Wow. I feel like already so much love like so much positive positive energy just like coming like out of the screen this is amazing i'm definitely well, we'll even send you you can leave under our um daily daily giving ideas um if you sign up for daily giving ideas we have 365 ideas for you that will come into your inbox every day if you so choose so that's another way that you can just sign up and, and you can get involved um, or just get the ideas that come right to your door so that you've always kind of got ideas rolling out to you every day. And we break it into categories the same way we do for the kids, giving to animals, giving to people, giving to the planet, because everybody likes to give differently and the opportunities will arise in your life in different ways. Wow, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Mm, thank and, you, uh, my friend. Oh, this is amazing. An hour quickly, fastly passed by. I, I just love this. And everyone is so inspired and this, those daily giving ideas. And I can't wait to start this with my own children. 
And I can't wait to hear. And you've already started yourself with your big giveaway. And I can't wait to see how that goes for you. And, and, um, you know, that's where you should be sharing that story. The person that wins that you should be making a story about their journey as they go through your course and how that has experience has affected them and how they feel about it. Like we want to see those moments. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I will also share the link, uh, in the comment section for my own big, uh, scholarship giveaway and uh so i'm giving away almost six thousand dollars you know to join an entrepreneurship immersion program completely for free and i'm also sponsoring up to 500 us dollars airfare so linkedin learning learning from microsoft adobe hubspot online class networking with digital top-notch entrepreneurs and stay at a beautiful resort three meals a day and vacationing and learning every single <laughs> so definitely i will enter the link uh in the comment section or you can uh, let me just quickly share this thank you my friend thank you so much for having me you like i say you your energy your commitment to education and doing it differently is stepping out of the box is not only admirable it's literally contagious i love these conversations with you you get me excited about what i do um and that's the amazing part so thank you thank you <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Jacqueline. And next Friday, the same time, we will have uh, a young professional. He is actually the founder of this live streaming third party oh, that I'm using right now, which Beautiful. is called StreamYard. So he's going to come to share how traditional education has served and yeah. not served him in terms of getting to where he is today as a very mm. successful uh, entrepreneur and startup company founder so definitely join us next friday we're going to go back to our original time at uh, noon uh 12 o'clock eastern standard time so thank you again jacqueline Everyone thank you thanks you everybody know. for tapping in have a great bye. weekend bye, bye. start giving <laughs>